0: This podcast was proudly produced by NZ Audio Editors. For all your editing services, you can find us on the World Wide Web at www.nzaudioeditors.com. Ian J. Melson and Greg Moore from One Plan for Retirement would like to welcome you to the NZ Guide to Financial Freedom. In this podcast, we'll break down the psychological tools and financial framework you need to live the life you want to ensure you don't run out of money before you run out of life. <coughs> You don't like the awkwardness then? All right, we're, we're at Quick Fire Finance, Greg. Did you know? Yeah. What's the topic du jour? The uh, Well, jour. do uh, you know I, French? I only know inappropriate French. So, one for today. Du jour j- is
1: today, the topic today.
0: Oh, that is great. <laughs> well, I, I do. Yeah, I, I got taught this uh, French song that's inappropriate. They sing at school, another one. Nearly everyone I meet when I travel teaches you something that's inappropriate. And I went and visited a girl in Germany and stayed with the parents and they didn't speak English. And all I knew was inappropriate German words. So you, you had to adapt. So clearly
1: the relationship didn't progress. It didn't last, no. no. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I just sat in silence mostly. But to make sure we don't sit in silence when we talk about uh, fire finance, there's actually a very common question and narrative we talk, come across and it's returned, it's greed, it's excitement. And there's a huge platform that's kicking off. That, um, many in New Zealand are about a quarter of a million now I think um and between the two major platforms one billion dollars average what, investments about three grand
1: what, what's the age demographics for the Younger, 200? yeah
0: they're marketing smart what they basically do is um they take a picture of some random person like say a white guy that's twenty nine me and then they get a quote from me hmm. and then they just target someone that looks like me so a guy a white guy targeted me where he was wearing a wetsuit and it says. I thought I had to wear a suit to invest, but this is the only suit I need to be making money. Oh, and then they targeted wet a wetsuit, wet yeah. So it's a, yeah, it's a worry. They also got the marketing award um, from NZ something. can't remember. NZ
1: Media or something.
0: Yeah, something like that. Yep. All right, we'll kick into it. So this question. My Sharesies account has been getting a return of 20% every week for the last two months. I've been doing a lot of reading about diversification and feel my portfolio is safe. Sorry, I had had a chuckle there, and that I just need to hold on for the long term, even when it goes down. I have shares in different industries like technology, service, transportation, and finance. All my friends are doing really well too. Why are you so against it? Am I against it? Oh, I am, I am I against it? <laughs> That's the narrative. Twenty
1: percent return. Where do I buy into that oh, sort that of sounds- crap? <laughs> The uh, what nonsense the, you know, there's a big difference between speculation and investment. yeah you know, so if I took hundred dollars and put it on the nose of number four and, and race at nine at uh, Alexandra Park and yeah. and um, you know, ten, make ten fold my money and come away with thousand uh, dollars, does that make it a good investment? Well, you won, didn't you? Yeah, but I could have easily lost $100. <laughs> and then having won $100, uh, won $1,000, what do I do next?
0: Put it on again. I'll put it on again. Because so, it worked.
1: Yeah, and of course it might work the next time.
0: Or has to, because it worked it. last
1: time. Yeah, and uh, you know, do that for nine or ten races, but lose on the tenth, and what do I end up with?
0: Well, you just start again, go get a loan and yeah. go again.
1: I end up with nothing, <laughs> yeah. You know, the what is the first rule, Ryan, of investment?
0: Uh don't lose money. And what's the second rule? Don't
1: forget rule one. Exactly. And what people are doing here is they're speculating, not investing. Wow. So if you're getting like a twenty percent return in a week, how sustainable is that? If you're that lucky to do that and you did it with serious money, what you do is cash up and bank your return and mm. go, fantastic, I got really lucky. Mm. Um, it's a bit like saying, well, actually, my retirement plan's based on me buying lotto tickets. Mm. Um chances if you win winning? four weeks in a row, though. If you win four weeks in a row, you'll be all right. <laughs> and remember, someone has to win, Yeah, and you've got to be in to win. Yeah. You know, what a wonderful sort of catch cry. You can't win if you don't buy a ticket. Yeah. But are you going to win? Well, the probabilities tell you that you're not. Mm. And, you know, the same was true of the bonus share, bonus… Um, bonus not, bonds. Bonus bonds. Yeah. They don't have them anymore. How many times have I been told that they are a good investment? <laughs> they were never a good investment. Um, it was, again, a speculation. You weren't going to lose your capital, but you probably weren't going to get the return that you wanted to get. Mm. But it was always that possibility of the big one, the yeah. big one. And the share easy are much the same. At the end of the day, investing in the share market, absolutely. Every client I've got has a percentage of their money invested in the share market. Probably anywhere between, what would you say, 20 to 50%. It yeah. might even be 60 to 70%. Yeah, yeah. sounds right. Depending on their risk profile. Yeah. But where are they invested? They're in a global portfolio. So yes, they've got money in the New Zealand market, the Australian market, the North American market, the European market, the global markets. Why? Because you know that over time that companies that earn profits, that pay dividends or reinvest the profits, will increase in value. And if you own a share in that company, that increase in value is part of your return. And that return ought to be more than what you'd get if you put it in the property that those companies might be renting, or more than what you'd get if you put it in the banks or the finance companies that those companies borrow money Mm. from. That's just common sense. So you'd know you always expect to get a better return from the share market than the property market and better return from the share market and the property market than the bond or interest bearing markets. Common sense. So if you put all your money in the share market, does that mean that you'll consistently get a better return? Well, the answer is yes and no. Um, If you diversified, the answer is yes over time, but there can be periods of time when you could be facing significant losses if you liquidate it. Mm. And if you continue to save into that, portfolio that was, if you like, 100% in the share markets, even I suppose the New Zealand share market, um, or the Australian market, but probably a more global market, you'll do well over time as long as you've got the stomach and fortitude to deal with a roller coaster. Yeah. And most people haven't, mm. right? Just as they get excited by the 20% going up, they get Absolutely depressed by the 20% going down because it's part of the human psyche. You're interested in psychology. Um, people's expectations about the future are really predicated by the experience about the present and the past. So, you know, if I'm talking to people, and I was talking to someone the other day and about what's happening with COVID, right? Um, They are feeding on. It's just getting worse. There is more variants coming on. It's more contagious. It's it's just doom and gloom. Yeah, Um, six months ago, three months ago, uh, the all the vaccines were coming out. It was always it was the other way. It was all going to get rosy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll be travelling by Christmas. Yeah, it's (laughs) it's like yeah, it is what it is. So if the markets are going up, people just think they're going to keep going up forever. Yeah. Same as the property market. When they're going down, I've seen people like that. Mm. It's always going to go down. Do you know how hard it was to get people to put money, or put part of their money in a diversified portfolio that had a percentage of the money in shares and oh, managed rough. funds
0: yeah.
1: after 1987?
0: <laughs> no, not many would want to. It was
1: very difficult. Oh, I'll put my money in the portfolio, Greg, as long as none of it's. In the share market, I'm going. I've got bad news. For you. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have an ex- percentage in the share market. Why do I need that? Because that's where the return will come from. Yeah, that's where the growth will come from. But not day in day out, not week in, week out, year in, year out. It's a matter of time. It's also a matter of selection, and that's why I use managed funds, not trying to pick and you know pick winners Stock, and yeah. avoid losers because I can't do that. No one I've ever seen has been able to do that. It's diversification that works and it' a process, a management process where you buy, sell, or hold. Mm. You know, Hold the, the, the shares that are fairly valued and well-managed. Uh, the companies are well-managed. Sell the ones that are, are overvalued. Buy the ones that are undervalued. And you're not always going to get that right. right? No. You're going to get you know, surprises from time to time, and therefore you diversify. And diversification is about investment, whereas speculation is about buying the one company that's going to go for the, you know... The big go, go for the moon, the big win. And we've all seen that turn, you know, pear-shaped for people. Oh, massively. So the shares easy things, a great way uh, for people to have a bit of fun, and if you're... Yeah, you know, you're gambling with money that you can afford to lose or you don't need at any point in time, go for it. Mm. If you're going to run it as a little bit of a business, like the day traders. Now, for those that don't know, day trading were the people who would have a day job, but at night they'd trade the share markets. And, you know, they'd buy and sell and they could be doing the shares or they could be doing currency, they could be doing oh. commodities. Um, most of them lost the shares. Yeah, uh, it just didn't work um why? because they didn't have the the strength and the resolve to cut their losses to move out of a loss making position that 's the problem because that's the way we're worried mm. we don't like losing money true A professional will say it 's dropped by ten percent i 'll sell mm. it's gone up by ten percent i'll i 'll sell mm. you know, they, they they take positions most of us will let our profits or losses run um, back in the day when um, the mums and dads of you know who were moving to a retirement, the baby boomers were buying shares. It was really a basically a buy and hold for many of them, they'd put it in the bottom drawer and forget about it, um, which wasn't actually a really good thing to do because the company clearly forgot about you mm. and in many cases, no longer Exist, exists. Yeah. And as a result of that, you've lost 100% of your capital. See, prior to 1987, you know, people's experience in the share market was relatively limited. It was really the domain of the wealthy, not mums and dads. And in that time, companies were very stable. I could only think of one company in that period of time uh, that basically fell over. Mm and I think it was called the Standard Insurance Company, if I remember right. There was something along those lines. and really caught people because they owned shares in that company, but what they didn't know is that the shares weren't fully paid up. So when the company went into liquidation, the liquidator wrote to all the shareholders and said, we'll have the other 10 shillings in the pound. Mm. If you like pound shares, but only paid up to 10 shillings. Oh, right. So they had you know, like a dollar paid up to 50 cents. And now you have to pay up the other fifty cents. That was a bit nasty.
0: Oh yeah.
1: Um, but generally, companies were very, very stable. That changed in the eighties, accelerated in the nineties, and if you look at the, you know, the experience in the twenty first century, you know, companies can go in and out
0: overnight. At
1: a whim, at, overnight, you know, latest technology flying up, then gone. Mm. So. It's, It's frightening for the average investor because you don't know what's happening and you don't have any ability to access information, which is, again, why we use managed funds because the fund managers at least have a little bit more uh, credibility and pull with the management of a company that they're choosing to invest in. Mm. If you and I um, decided to ring up... um, uh, Tesla. School, oh, Tesla or Sky City or um, Fletcher Healthcare to say, you know, what's happening? I'd say, sorry, we're busy. That'd be if they're polite. <laughs> yeah. you know, bugger off if they're not. Yeah. Um, but if you are running a major uh, managed fund, you're going to get some sort of access. You're going to be able to... Get an insight into Influence. what's happening. You'll be able to, you know, evaluate: is this business going the right way? Is there any light at the end of their tunnel? You know, and they're the things that you want to know about. When people are doing share easy, where's the advice coming from? Now there may be some advice. I don't know.
0: No. Um, they couldn't run it if there was. They wouldn't be able to sustain the margin. Well, there you go. You know, you, you,
1: you get no advice. So yeah, you, so now the you're the instant expert.
0: Yeah. You're going to,
1: you know, uh, decide what she is. I can remember years ago my brother-in-law, I hope he's not listening, told me to buy a particular company um, and it actually went nowhere. Instead of going up, it went down. Mm. Uh, fortunately, I didn't follow his advice. That's a good thing when you haven't got any money. <laughs> you can't follow advice. You can't invest in rubbish. The uh, <laughs> at that time and when I did have some money it had more sense. Uh, so you know, because I could see the difference between speculating or gambling and investment. So my concern is I suppose with these people, they're having a great time, but when the party stops, um will that sour them to the extent that they'll go anywhere but the share market? Mm. Because that would be horrific. Uh, because all these younger people are actually investing in the share market through their KiwiSaver. They need to do that, but that's done in a managed process. Mm. Someone's looking at the companies and saying buy, hold, or sell. Someone's looking at the percentage exposure depending on your risk tolerance, your time of life. Um, and if you're getting advice, as our clients are, someone's also plugging it into the big picture of a retirement plan. Mm. But that's the whole purpose of being, invest- yeah. You know, why do you invest money?
0: Yeah, well, to get a rich. Lifestyle.
1: Well, what's the point of being rich? What's that about?
0: Yeah, it's about funding cool. a lifestyle.
1: Yeah. So actually, the whole point of investing is to be able to fund a lifestyle when you see paid employment. Yeah, that's called retirement planning. Mm. If you worked till you died, well, you'd be quite happy probably just living on the income that you're earning if you want more income, get a better job, mm. earn more money. Um, I suppose you could invest to earn more money, but then what you're doing is a substitution because the more you do of that, the less you say, well, I don't see why I'm at work for 40 hours because I'm making more money from my investment. I
0: heard that a lot. I mean, yeah,
1: so, and that's that's a good idea. You know, our clients who are retired don't have to go to work anymore because they are able to live off their investment portfolio, mm. their money is working for them as opposed to money, you know, them working for money. Yeah, yeah. So coming back to, to to this with the share easies, it it's, you know, what are they trying to achieve? Mm. If it's about getting rich, good on you, but you could lose all your money. If you don't want to lose all your money, you diversify. They don't put all your eggs in one basket, but that's not the way to get rich. I, I think an example I said to you the other day was about a company that a lot of these young people would have no idea about, but their parents would, and their grandparents certainly would. It's a company called Briley Investments, a company started up by a chap called Ron Briley, oh, yeah. and basically he was a consolidator that uh, they took over a number of businesses. Uh, over a number of years, built this empire, and it was like the flavor of the month that you know briley shares dictated the market all through the eighties and 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 into the nineties because it survived eighty seven and you know people were getting you know good dividends, the directors were being paid a million dollars a year, so i don't know why I couldn't get a job as a director. Mm. Um, but 10% dividends, and, and you'd say to people, well, you know, why would I do anything? You know, why have you got all your money in Briley's? But look, look at the return mm. 10% every year. Um, do I take Oh, no, no. I basically convert the dividend into more shares and let them, you know, compound up. And so I've got more and more shares. so I'm a Briley millionaire, multi millionaire. Mm. Guess what the situation is today?
0: No, No dollar millionaire. Brileys don't exist anymore. Mm.
1: They made bad decision after bad decision. The share price kept going down, 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 gone. Mm. So, you know, all those people who had all those shares in the bottom drawer um, actually suffered the same experience as the ones who had shares in the bottom drawer in 87, and Equity Core and and uh, Chase and and uh, Ariadne and a whole lot of other names where the companies just almost failed to exist overnight. So the shared certificates, if you laminated them, would make quite nice, you know. Memories. Well, you know, something to put on the table and have a chuckle about, you know, in between the tears. (laughs) You know, it's making money by not losing it. Remember, rule one, Mm. don't lose money. Rule two, don't forget rule one. That's not to say you can't have a bit of fun. Yeah, yeah. So if you want to have a bit of fun with your easy, if you want to have a bit of fun with your share Club, they were the flavour of the month back in the 80s and then died overnight. Yeah. Uh, but that's fine. But don't let that be at the expense of your plan for retirement. Yeah. You know, for younger people, KiwiSaver plus reduction in debt is the way to go. And, of course, as you're getting closer to retirement, you're, you're looking at your plan to ensure that you're able to fund the lifestyle you want when the income stops.
0: True. Well, and another thing to stack on it, like in this example, let's say you had it in one company and it was growing 20% a week. So yeah. that to be able to sustain that at scale, like for a company to continue to grow at that rate seems oh, very impossible. likely. <laughs> impossible. And right. then on top of that, they're getting a whole lot of money for not necessarily doing good work because all passive investors that aren't thinking. So they've got all this cash and inefficiently spending yeah,
1: it. Yeah, but the company's not getting the cash. How does it, so when the share market doesn't – when people are buying and selling in the share market, there's no benefit to the company. All the share market is. is a medium of exchange so that companies can basically issue shares to yeah. their shareholders or the markets as a means of raising money Uh, Of course, if the share price is doing well, uh, that is in itself a bit self-serving because more people would want to buy the share and keep the share price up there, and it means that the company might find it easier to raise money, whether through the finance markets or through their shareholder base. So it's like a barometer. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't give the company any more money. So that's why it can be a little bit like the emperor, has no clothes.
0: All oh, right.
1: <laughs> you know, the perception is that they're all doing well, but actually there's no one home. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's a good point. that's, yeah, that's sure. the frightening arrangement. Or it could be on some hope and a promise that may or may not be eventuated. Think about the South Sea Bubble, the original listed company where people were pooling their money to invest in an expedition Spice. to the South Pacific to find gold. Mm-hmm. So the money went in, people had bits of paper evidencing that they had a share of this business, and the further ships sailed away from England, the greater the expectations of profits. People were spending money they didn't have. Yeah. A very familiar thing. It's where the old hairs in the back of your neck stick up because mm. you know, it's greed, you know, and, and you're gonna make so much money and of course What people were doing is buying and selling these bits of paper and the price went up and up and up and up and up. And when the ship finally came back with uh, no gold but coconuts, (laughs) uh, the price tanked (laughs) and it's gone. And, of course, there were some expeditions where the ship just didn't come back. Mm. So, you know, it's about people's expectations dictating in those sort of things where there's no uh, history of... um, Financial performance. Yeah. You know, if you're buying to a company that's had uh, a long history of profitable financial performance, and you, you know, they have a stable market like Contact Energy or a, you know some utility, you can go oh, You know, a fair bit of confidence that the share price um, is fair value. But that's not a share that's going to go up twenty percent every week. Mm. It's someone saying, "Oh, I've got a way of transporting ourselves to the moon," you know, a bit like Star Trek. <laughs> and I'm listening to it, and people say, "Oh, fantastic!" And that just goes up and up and up like Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> Until someone says, but it doesn't work. Oh, crash.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, good summary. Well, um, so, yeah, if, if anyone's in that that moment, just make sure you differentiate between speculating and yeah. investing. If you want to have fun, have fun, but make sure it's not your wealth-generating model. And uh, if you actually have a specific question you want answered, we actually enjoy it. So uh, email me at ryan at oneplan.co.nz. And uh, if you want the um, audiobook podcast package, at a great rate, just mention my name and go to nzaudioeditors.com. That doesn't actually do anything, but uh, he's he's good at what he does. So um, yeah, get get amongst it. Thanks, guys.